Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there. Welcome back to the show. Everybody thinks it's Monday. It's Tuesday. We're all mixed up. And I uh, hope you had a good uh, weekend. And the fact that it's Tuesday means my sister Susan's joining us. She had to be reminded it was Tuesday as well. Hi, Suze. Good morning. Yeah, I heard my text from you, and I thought, oh, that's a picture of my grandson on the first day of school. So I totally ignored it and stayed asleep. <laughs> what kind of a grandmother are you? You totally ignored well, it. Well, because I thought I could grandson. look later. I, it was. It was no. You have to understand. It was dark. It was thundering, and it was pouring. Okay. It was perfect early morning sleeping I weather. I see. Okay. So I was sleeping uh, because that's a wonderful thing to do. And yeah. then I. And then it was bothering me. So eventually, I turned over and looked, and that's why I went. Oh, <laughs> it's Tuesday. Yeah. Have you gotten the picture yeah. yet, though? No. No. He's no because. Um, they were equally uh, messed up this morning, and it was it was my grandson's first day of kindergarten today, and yeah. and my son forgot his backpack, and <laughs> everybody <laughs> really was running back up, and forth, huh? okay. and it was raining there too. But anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big day, first day. It is a big day. I think that's the day that I first found out. That my name wasn't Ninu. Really? Oh, they had to break it to you that your name was Ida Lynn. <laughs> I what a what a terrible first day that must have been. Tell me about it. Did you scream? No, it's not. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, they called. First of all, they called me Ida. Right, Ida Miller. Right. So who the fuck is that? I didn't say fuck in those days, but I did think that. And then I, no one had ever called me anything but Ninu, which was a family nickname. Can you imagine? God dang. So what, how did you get that sorted out, you poor little five-year-old? I know. I have, I'm so traumatized, Susan, I don't remember. I'm sure I, I'm sure I quizzed mom when I was the only idiot in the class that didn't know her own damn name. <laughs> Well, but at least you didn't go up, grow up mispronouncing your name the way your brother did. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he was, what, 35 before he figured out how I-A-N was pronounced? That's his middle name, and he always pronounced it Ian. And it Well, that's how his parents pronounced it. But it's Ian. <laughs> I guess what? I was lucky to be named Susan, which I always hated. Yes, I know. No one Sue! Is Sue over there? Sue. If your if your name's Susan in Green Bay, it is automatically, without your permission, shortened to Sue, and with the accent, it comes out calling the pigs. <laughs> Sue. So I spent. Yep. She might have been Ida, but <laughs> I was calling the pigs. <laughs> Sue. Sue. God, what tra oh, traumatic God. events in our in our lives. Well, you just, know, I think. I think I'm sorry. I picked I, the hospital over first grade. What did you do? <laughs> I wanted to. Um, I I just think that I have misplaced almost every memory of my past. I I literally 
I, something happened this weekend that so blew my mind. I, first of all, I had this bizarre dream that was very unpleasant where I was late to some wedding of a woman I, I know but barely know who's not getting married, and I, I ran into the church as she's walking down the aisle, and I st- stepped on her train. <laughs> And generally caused, uh, you know, uh, and and then I mean it was. It it's was only like, a dream, Lynn. It's only a dream. It's only a dream. But here's what happens: I wake up, and sure enough, I have a message on my phone. I look at it, and it's a picture of me, young, very young, like twenty years old. And I'm in some, it looks like a bride's dress. I'm carrying flowers. My hair is pulled back. And behind me are two other girls who are wearing the same bizarre outfit. We look like members of a cult, like we're about to marry Charles Manson or something. It is very weird. Were you a bridesmaid? I guess I was. Here's the bizarre thing. It you was, don't know who it was? No, because the person who sent it is a person I went to high school with, yeah, in grade school, Pat. Okay? And she so Pat, sent me Pat that picture, and under it said, 50 years. So she's telling me she's been married for 50 years. And it's her wedding. And I must have been in it. I have no memory of being at her wedding. I have no memory of being a bridesmaid in that wedding, which would have included all the girls I went through. What is wrong with me? I've lost my entire, I don't have a clue about my life. I was so unsure about it that I texted back to her, Wow, show me a picture of you, just to make clear. And there she sent me a picture of her and her husband walking up the aisle. How do you not have a memory of that? Even after the picture? I have n- well, I've, I've, speaking as one who has blocked out 99% of her memories as well, I, I don't know, but I understand. Well, I was traumatized by it. I have always told people I've managed to avoid being a bridesmaid a million times. Um, so I was only I only thought I was a bridesmaid, and I'm not like counting. I I was only a bridesmaid twice. That's what I thought. I was only a bridesmaid once, and that was for you. Wrong, wrong. Oh no, for Barbara Gaylord. Right. Jeez. Anyway, I, I, it was ups- it, it just traumatized me. So okay, let's. Speaking of traumatization, oh, I've got a. Sh- where is that thing? Funniest sign in a um, bookstore in London. Uh, they they put up. <laughs> gotta find it. They put up this sign which sums it all up. And um, of course, I saw this on on Twitter, but I'm I'm going to um, 
share it with you all now. The sign says, it's a lovely lettered sign stuck in the window of the uh, bookstore. And it says, and it says, please note, colon, the post-apocalyptic, Oh boy. The post apocalyptical fiction section has been moved to current events. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that? There it is. There it is. All right. Well, what a, what a, what a. I mean, I'm I'm trying. It's only sort of funny. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid the. Oh man, the uh, yeah, what a weekend, Jesus! I have you ever, you know? I don't know. Let's take a moment to to really a moment to think about those poor people in the Bahamas. That friggin' monster has that storm moved yet? I haven't I don't, even looked. It started just. I think it's up to one mile an hour. No, and it. All that force, all that fury, and it really, I mean, and it's a weaker, it's going to be weaker now. You can't stall out like that. It'll probably pick up a little bit, but no, no. Those people who are on an island that's like, what, one foot above sea level, <laughs> um, took that for, what, 48 hours? What? I mean, I don't know. There won't be anything left. I just, and it's the poor people who die. I just, my heart goes out to them. All the animals there, everything, property, I don't give a shit, but all of it, unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, I just don't understand how it can have that much force and that much wind in it and be and that stay slow. still. I know. It's the strongest, the most incredible, and it's moving at one mile per hour. What? Well, it they've explained it pretty well today. And, um, you know, it has to do with upper air currents and other things on either side of well, it. Well, clearly there are, there are other more powerful elements that are holding it in place. Not necessarily more powerful, but they are block. They have... They did stall it. And there's something about, I don't know. It's fascinating, I guess, if you really care to know the, I took one week of meteorology in, um, in college and uh, dropped out. It's the first course I ever dropped out of because I knew I was incapable of understanding it. It was so, I thought it'd be, oh, meteorology, that sounds fun, you know, and I, I had no idea, <laughs> but God, science, I mean, like really difficult science was involved, so I, I got out of that. Um, <laughs> you mean, you mean all of those weather women are geniuses? Yeah. Well, if they actually are meteorologists, they sure got an ability to, yeah. They have to get through some heavy science. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you ever notice that all the weathermen are just sort of funny looking? 
And all the weather girls are really beautiful. Well, you said weather men and then weather well that's girls. and weather and women and weather girls well, well that's why well because that's what it always was the weather girl was supposed to be eye candy and was the only woman on the news um and it was eye candy shit right so she didn't have to be a meteorologist she just no. had to know how to read and in but fact, the funny looking guys were the meteorologists right and and um when I was got my break and got into TV, it was as a weekend weather girl, but but it was I was to be the antithesis. I was I was hired as a joke. Right, you were the tall, not blonde. Right, weather tall, girl. not blonde, long hair, big hoop earrings, wearing boots. You, you and were you skirts. were the unweather girl. Right. And <laughs> I still remember the station manager saying to the news director with me sitting there and he said speaking of me doing the weather, he said, I think it'd be funny. So that's how right. I got in. And apparently it was funny. <laughs> Well, you know, and I, I knew I nothing. Have to say they didn't that, give a they, shit if I knew anything about anything. weather. And no, and you and me are perfectly happy if people just think that we're funny. Right, right. That's good. I mean, that's, that's not a bad thing. No, we don't think having people laugh at us. We think that's just fine. Yeah, right. That's good. Oh, I'm making them <laughs> laugh. That's good. Um, yeah. Okay. Of all the horror stories over the uh, weekend. Another shooting in Texas, of course, another white male. Um, this awful. So boat. I thought, let me just let's yeah. just stop at that. I okay. thought it was very interesting. In the beginning, they weren't releasing this guy's name, right, and the right. sheriff had said, I'm not going to say it. And then they put it on their website, and I was thinking, that's really, you know, I like that. I didn't care about his name. Who cares about his name? You, aren't, you don't know this guy, so why do you care if you know his name? And then, and then they started publishing it, and I found myself, now I know what his first name is, but I absolutely uh, refuse to read that name. I think we should all do that. I mean, I think we should just be a nation of automatic shunners of this sided sort of thing. And even if it's published, none of us should speak. That name should be drummed out. I mean, we should become a, a group of, if the, if the country won't do anything, at least we can I've got, that's a fine idea. I have some others. This one came, uh, uh, I, I saw this somewhere. I think it's brilliant. You know how we do name things. It's how we brand everything. So even hurricanes have forever had names, right? Um, right. And think of these mass shootings. They also have names. And the names are where they occurred, right? Right. The Parkland shooting, the Odessa shooting, the Garlic Festival shooting. The Tree of the, Life uh, shooting, or El Paso, right. Dayton, right. We, it's a place name of some sort, right. And someone had this brilliant idea. Wait a minute. How about let's name these horrific events after a senator let's say <laughs> after a the McConnell shooting that's right that's right let's name them after the people who 
with their refusal to do anything about it, continue to bring this plague of death. Um, I think it's a brilliant. Let them own it. Not El Paso. El Paso didn't pull a trigger. And El Paso didn't. Huh? Right. Well, why are we blaming it on the victims? Because ah, that's what we do in this country. Yeah, well, this is, I, I really, I mean, that's a brilliant idea. It ain't going to happen. But they do do it with hurricanes. They take names out of a hat. Well, I, what do you mean no one's going to do it? Let's just do it. We'll call Odessa the McConnell shooting. Okay. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we should just name him after the Republican senator of the state. Okay, so this is, Ted, okay, this is the Ted Cruz. Uh, yeah, that's right. The Cruz killing. Because he's been, you know, do, I don't know. Oh, somebody sent, and I don't know if this Yeah, happened. and I mean, the Florida Parkland could be the Rubio shooting. Yeah. Who's the senator from Ohio? Well, you can't name it after Sherrod Brown because he's a good guy. Um, who's the other senator? I don't know. You can't tell me that every state doesn't have at least one Republican senator. <laughs> it sure seems like it. We do. You don't. Illinois doesn't. No, we don't. No. Okay. I, of all, and the horror of this, all those people burning to death in the bottom of that boat. Oh, my God. I mean, I was saying to Mother... How can they not be? How can there only be one escape route from from the, you know, where where the sleeping berths are in that ship and have it locked? Was it locked? I don't know that it was locked. Well, I think it was locked or blocked. No, I, mean, I don't know that it was locked or blocked. I think it happened so quickly and then that they couldn't get out. It, it did block. The, there was no way for them to get to the the place. They the fire was in between them and. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Burned alive. Unbelievable. You know, it's. I almost was relieved for this story of horror because it was a simple sort of, it was an accident, you know? It was an honest-to-God accident. Yeah, where, like, you know, nobody intended it. This was not, you know, malice aforethought. This was like an accident, even though, of course, there will be attempts to blame and and like the owner of the boat, but you know, I and I don't know, but just it was different than so. Uh, yeah, don't go there, Bob and Braddock, because I've thought the same thing. I so wanted that hurricane to hit Mar-a-Lago. Well, everybody did. I mean, there is not a person who believes as most of us believe. Um, the day. Can't you just spare everything and take out a targeted Mar-a-Lago and let them know that God is not pleased? What? Right. Right. Uh, uh, one conservative Texas lawmaker um, is calling for Americans to embrace Jesus to combat the gun violence. I am not going to use the evil acts of a handful of people to diminish the God-given rights of my fellow Texans. 
Um, what is wrong with these people? Show me in the Bible where God says you get to have an AK-47. Yeah. Show well, me what? where. Show me in the Bible where it says that you're okay with everybody else being blown away as long as you can keep your gun. I'm also, and this is just terrible, I'm also beginning to, to, to wish that the deaths begin to be in the places where no, you know, but they are. the people Texas. that are visiting this on us. Texas. Texas. Just, they have more than their share. You know, um, a child in 1987 was uh, killed by a lawn dart. Yeah, they're, they're, you can't buy lawn darts anymore. That is correct. One child died because of a lawn dart, and the U.S. government moved in fast. Hey, it's, it's illegal to drive without your seatbelt because the nanny state wants to protect you. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I mean, do you when remember those arguments when, when the yeah. seatbelt thing came in? and I mean, Nanny state, nanny state, how dare you, how dare you? Well, you know, let's hear it for the nanny state. Take the guns. And by the way, yeah, I am one of those people that is so tired of the hunting argument at this point that I'm for confiscating all the guns. You can keep them in a central armory, and when you want to go hunting, go check your gun out. I've had it. You know, you push it too far. There are consequences. Norma right. Now, if you have this discussion with our brother, he will say, yeah, but there are other countries that have as many guns as we do, and they aren't getting shot up regularly. Who? Oh, the Swiss. Well, I think Wait, the Swiss have to have a rifle in their house because they're part of their, they really are the militia there or something. Who else has so many guns in their country i don't know that isn't shooting each other up i don't know no you know bill is not a um is not a reliable source for uh current events you think <laughs> <laughs> all right so norma <laughs> writes i know this is just a fantasy but i want to hear from george w bush in light of these shootings I think it would carry a great deal of weight if he admitted he made a grievous error. Which one? Oh, in lifting the assault weapon ban. He's the one who did that? Yeah. Especially because of two massacres happening in his home state. Do you think he feels any bit of guilt or remorse? Or am I just a hopeless idealist? Well, my sense of Bush is, yeah, he might. But I don't know. I don't know. Oh. And that brings me to, let me read you a little bit of something, Susan, and tell me if you can, I'm just going to ask you if you agree, okay? This okay. is about the shootings. The aftermath of every mass shooting follows a now routine pattern. Feverish coverage will be followed by politicians engaging in a predictable conversation, blah, 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 all of which we now know. Of course, of course we need universal background checks. Of course we need to close all loopholes. We need to outlaw bump stocks, and we need to outlaw assault weapons, and the bullets you need to shoot them. Um, but, okay, so we all agree with that. Yeah, I've been here, done that. 
And this person goes on to say this. It is not just our gun policy, but our politics that fails to free us of this insanity. Until we override the nefarious influence of money on our politics, it will not be possible to break the NRA's chokehold on our society. It is not the will of the people. It is not the safety of the people. But it is the profits of gun manufacturers that is given primacy in our gun policies. Of course. I totally agree with totally that. Agree and I've been that saying too. that forever. Legislation that establishes public funding for federal campaigns should be the battle cry of our generation. Get this money, this corrupting money, this killing deadly money out. Right. No, corporations are not people. They are not entitled to skew our political process. And to the extent that the courts ever found them to be people, it was to protect real people, not to harm them. It was to make them culpable in tort cases. That's it. Well, look where that went. Not to give them a voice. Look where that went. Jesus. Anyway, the person who wrote that, that you agreed with, and that I agree with, is Marianne Williamson. I know. <laughs> you know? She had an op-ed yeah. in the Washington yeah. Post. And then she goes on to address this thing. She says, as individuals, Americans are not a violent people. But it is undeniable that we are a violent culture. And that is true, too. And she says, we have a gun crisis, but we also have a cultural crisis. And America will not stop experiencing the effects of gun violence until we're ready to face the many ways that our culture is riddled with violence. And I think she's right on there, too. Don't worry, I'm not jumping on her bandwagon, but I am saying she's got some of this absolutely right. She says, our environmental policies are violent toward the earth. Our criminal justice system is violent toward people of color. Our economic system is violent toward the poor. Our entertainment media is violent toward women. And on and on and on and on. And she goes on and on. And um, she's right. Yeah, she is right. She says we're a country that puts in our budget 740 mil bill, excuse me, 740 billion dollars for the military. Yeah, and for only weaponry. 40 right. billion for the state department. 740 for the military, 40 700 million less. Billion well, less. Well, let's be clear. It's only 40 million because half the state department has billion. quit. I, I meant $40 billion, but Yeah, billion, but it's because half the people quit. And your only expense in state is bricks and mortar and, and people. In defense, you have, to, you have to give some sort of monetary allowance for machinery. We build, we're going to now build uh, 100 B-21 Raiders, each of which costs 
over half a billion dollars. And it's Who's got that thing? Is that Boeing? I don't know. One of them. And it's equipped to carry both nuclear and conventional weapons. And she said, this we have money for. But we have 12 and a half million children in this country who are hungry. We are a violent, we are a despicable culture, and I've been saying that for some time now. So just saying, uh, boy, we got our work to do. Of all the horrific stories, Susan, this um, over the weekend, the one that blew me away the most was a, the story of the 911 dispatcher. Do you know about this? <gasps> oh, yeah. I, I, who is this person, and how did she find herself in that job? I don't know. For those of you who how don't know. How can you taunt somebody who's drowning in a car? This is in Arkansas. A woman is trapped in her car in rising waters. The water is in her car, is rising. She calls desperately 911. She can't swim. She's screaming, help me, help me, trying to answer the woman's questions. And the dispatcher is like bitching at her. Um, this will teach you. Next time, pay attention. Screaming at her as she dies. As she dies, berating her for being stupid enough to put herself in that situation and bother the 911 person who I don't think ever sent anything. No, I, I, they got there an hour later and, of course, she was dead. The woman, the 911, is, her name is Donna Renault, and she was screaming at this poor, soon-to-be-dead woman, you put yourself in danger. It is the most horrific, I, of all the things, of all the horror, that's the one that just made me crazy. Oh. All right, well, after your weekend of horror, let me try and put a little bit of um, hopefulness into the conversation. Okay. Um, I, I have a friend who I served for many years with on the school board. She's who got me onto the school board. <laughs> Excuse me for coughing. And um, she she has a home and has for many years had a home in Vancouver, British Columbia. And this woman it gives new meaning to the term lifelong learner. I mean, wherever she is, she just puts herself into that culture and that community and learns everything about it. So she has become a trusted friend of the Haida native original tribe in British Columbia. She spent the weekend at one of their weddings up in the, <laughs> the mountains, and sends the most beautiful pictures and, and teaches you all about these people who um, have a very different world view than we, shall, shall I just say. It's not they a violent. Not, it's not a violent. Well, first of, all, first of all, imagine this. Man is no more important 
than the what we would call the lowliest of insects. Yes, right. One creature has no more importance over another creature, no more right to the bounty of the world than any other creature. And there's also no concept of greed. There's only a concept of community and making sure that the community is prospers as a whole. And that extends, of course, to their environment. So they have been the most... Um, it, people there will give their lives to save a seal or a dolphin or a beach or the wild salmon from the farmed salmon, which turn out to carry lice and terrible things and kill off the wild. I mean, so this is... This is a series of emails that I get from this woman this morning teaching me all about this stuff, but also reminding me that there are people in this world who hold on to these basic beliefs that should smack us all upside the face. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, if, if you want to look for Jesus, go up and, and talk to those people because they're the ones that are doing it. It's their religion, too. It didn't require Jesus. It just required respect. Yep. Well, good for her. I've got another little thing, just a reminder of a simpler life that we used to have not that long ago. A life when there were phone booths. (laughs) Phone booths. Because we didn't have cell phones. And so if you needed to be in touch, you know, you'd have to go inside a payphone. Um, and right, and that's why we're in so much trouble because there's no more Superman because there's no place for him to change. <laughs> he can't change his clothes. Um, it's a little story that some woman uh, wrote into that part of the New York Times I love that uh, Metropolitan Diary just little stories and um, this is from Denise Weber she says dear diary years ago before there were cell phones and pay phones were everywhere I was walking with a friend near Columbus Circle in Manhattan we passed a phone booth and the phone started to ring Thinking I was being funny, I picked it up. Hello, I said, Columbus Circle. A woman's voice came on the other end of the line. Could you please put my husband on? He's the hot dog man on the corner. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? I mean, I just like hang on to stuff like that now. Oh. Okay. Well, what's wonderful is it <clears throat> it speaks to every kind of human behavior. Yeah. That woman knew that there was always going to be someone that would pick up that phone. Yes, someone would. That's right. Someone would. I'm sure she'd done it before. That was how she and her husband. Uh, that's, that was their system. <laughs> and they knew, they knew that somebody would always, as a joke, pick, pick it, up, it up. And she'd be... Right. <laughs> oh man, I wanna um, I, I wanna share another uh, idea from a, a column uh, over the weekend. This one, Dana Milbank, 
and I so agree with it. And um, he says this. This is no time to be on the sidelines. We can all agree with that opening salvo, yeah? Then he yep. says, Stacey Abrams, stand up and be counted. Stacey Abrams, who, uh, you know, this really wonderful woman who ran for uh, Georgia governor and who said recently, I do not want to serve in the Senate. Okay. Then he says, Steve Bullock, stand up and be counted. Steve Bullock, Montana's well-liked Democratic governor who wants to be president. My talents are best suited to an executive role, says Steve Bullock. And then Melbank says, Beto O'Rourke, stand up, be counted. Because Beto O'Rourke has said about serving in the Senate, that would not be good enough. Even though he ran for it just two years ago. And Milbank says, sorry, but what's not good enough are those answers. The, the three of them, Stacey Abrams, Steve Bullock, Beto O'Rourke could make all the difference in the world in Democrats' uphill battle to take back the Senate. Instead, they are choosing to run vanity campaigns for president, or in Abrams' case, waiting for someone to ask her to be vice president. Ordinarily, he said, I'd respect their wishes to do what fulfills them or works best for them. But these are not ordinary times. This is an all-hands-on-deck moment, not just for Democrats, but for American democracy. If the anti-Trump majority does not prevail next year and resoundingly repudiate the hatred, isolation, and drift toward autocracy, it won't much matter what happens later. Abrams, Bullock, O'Rourke, and others owe it to the country to end the reign of President Trump's enablers in the Senate. And he's right. You know, it, what are these people he's doing? Absolutely right. Bullock could take a seat. On, oh. Those are seats that are run. There's two openings in Texas, and O'Rourke's still tilting at windmills. Windmills. He's not going to be the presidential nominee. No, and what does that tell you about O'Rourke? That it's not about anything except O'Rourke. He needs to try to take one of those Senate seats. Yeah, he absolutely does, and he could. And Abrams, there's two seats up in Georgia. Are we putting our best chances up against it? No, because these people have different other ideas. But we can, even if we put a Democratic president in, if McConnell still controls the Senate, we can't do a goddamn thing. No, no, I, really. We, I mean, and the, the bigger question isn't always has been the Senate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even, I mean, in period. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, and Milbank is so With right. With the Senate, on, we can govern. Yes. He's so right on this. He says, and it isn't just about those three. 
because Democrats need to mount fierce challenges everywhere in case 2020, November, is a huge wave election. We need to have people in every state running for every position, state legislators, all this kind of stuff. If the I agree, and there's no excuse that they shouldn't be good people. We've got plenty of them. They need to step up. And he goes on to say, and this isn't just about Democrats, government workers, he said, should remain at their posts, regardless of how unpleasant their job has become in these uh, damaged federal agencies. You know, if you're at the EPA and you're losing your mind, stay there so that we've got, if we, the Democrats come in, we've got good people who know the territory in place. He says judges should postpone retirement rather than let Trump fill another judicial seat with an incompetent. So I'm just saying this guy's got it right. With the retirement of the ailing Senator Johnny Isaacson in Georgia, both of those Georgia Senate seats will be on the ballot next year. And the Democrats' best candidate won't run, Stacey Abrams, for either. Well, that's just a gift to Trump. And why? For the honor, which she has said it would be an honor to be the vice president, for the honor of a vice presidential nomination. He says, I hope Abrams reconsiders. History is not going to be kind to those who stepped aside in democracy's time of need. He's so right about this. Politicians, right. I mean, by their nature, are I, ego, egotists, right? They're narcissists. And he's calling right. them all out and saying, there is something bigger here than you. But that's what I was saying about O'Rourke. You know, that's the problem. To be the kind of person that thinks that you're the kind of person that would be good for this job, you have to have a tilt toward narcissism. Right. Um, we all want it to be a tilt t towards altruism. Ha! It's narcissism. And and this is the moment when, if you're a smart narcissist, you cover it up. Yeah. Pretend. Yeah. And and guess what? We'll remember. We'll remember the people that said, "I'm young. I'll wait four years. I'll become a senator first, and then I'll have some am ammo. I'll have a record, and then I'll go for president." Yeah. Why is she thinking small, Stacy? Stop being in such a hurry, Stacy. Do it right. Yeah. And this Bullock in Montana could definitely, he would take, he's so popular there. That's a Democrat in a red state. Take it. I'm more suited for an executive role. Fine. Save the fucking country first. And by the way, I just have to upfront confess that my brain is in constant cognitive dissonance when I say Stacey Abrams and I know exactly what Stacey Abrams looks like and I still 
want to jettison off to some 13-year-old's bat mitzvah. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe her dad was Jewish or she married a Jew. I don't know where it's she just, got that. That's a very know, Jewish name. Just, you never, who knows? This is what's wonderful. It's just, it's just it's not only Stacey <laughs> Abrams is like a sorority. Yeah, I know. You know, a college sorority girl's Jewish name. I know. It is. It is. So um, I love this. You had mentioned that our brother said what? That uh, other countries have is the the same amount of guns, but they don't have this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, okay, um, well, guess you know, what? So th- what? Well, what he was saying is, so it's something, you know, it's some a disease that festers here that no. doesn't live elsewhere. No, well, he's wrong. Um, and here, helping to prove him wrong, is his secretary. <laughs> How convenient. I believe it's the first day of school. Go get him. That is right. She says, sorry, this is a little slow. I got busy because it's the first day back to school. <laughs> this is uh, Laura Labors at the University of Michigan. And she had time to look this up. The estimate of the number of guns owned by civilians in the United States is 393,347,000. Now, that is that one for, is that more than one for each one of us? That's more than one. Oh, I think so. Yeah. So that's more than one gun for every man, woman, and child uh, in, in the country. We're number one. There's no other country that has any number like that. Guns in civilian possession. Number two is Brazil. They are doing so well, Brazil. No, they're screwed up. They got a Trump president burning down the Amazon. Right. Brazil, which has a huge population, too. You know how many? They're number two in civilian gun possessions. Remember, we have 390, almost 400 billion, okay? Brazil, 17,510,000. 400 compared to 17. And as Laura well, says, I was actually... What's the per capita number, though? I what's don't know. per capita? I don't know. What is the Brazil popu- Brazilian population? That's what we need to know. In comparison to the United States right. population. I was actually amazed, said Laura, at how many guns there are worldwide, but this is number one and number two, and look at the huge difference between the two. Drop it on his desk, Laura. <laughs> you, can, you can just write, love Susan. You don't have to take any credit. <laughs> we have a... Um, we have a caller. Yeah. Uh, caller, go ahead, please. Well, hi there. Hi. Hi there. Um, I'm not a big fan of Stacey Abrams. I don't know what the traction is, but, I mean, she seems all right. And I hope to hell, I don't know if Biden's going to be the future or not of the part, or, you know, nomination. I hope he doesn't pick her because I don't think that's going to give him much. If he's going to pick anybody, he's got to pick Elizabeth Warren to pull off Sanders voters and and hers. So if he even makes it, I don't know what goes on, you know, because the media is going to probably... He does seem to be anointed, doesn't he? Yeah, it seems like the media is going to give Trump an election again because they're just bad-mouthing the hell out of him. 
<clears throat> every chance. Even the Democrats are. I just they're beating them down. Their own party's beating them down. It, it just doesn't make sense. Eat their own. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the people. Keep your mouth shut. I mean, these people are just so stupid because they want to. They want a piece of that. I don't know what it is, but it, I just. But I, I just don't. She lost. I mean, so what? I don't know what the. I've heard her talk. She's okay. I. I don't know what the uh, wow factor is with her. I, I just don't see it. I don't see. Well, her I at don't all, think but, we've. And seen maybe she could win a senator too. I don't know, but I just don't get the wow factor of Stacey Abrams. I okay. Don't see it. Well, you haven't yeah. seen well, that but much exactly of her. proving our point. She needs to prove to a much larger audience that um, that she's got something other than a failed gubernatorial run in That's her. That's right. She, quiver. like Beto, only is known because she lost. She lost her gubernatorial um, run, and Beto lost his senatorial run. And then they both set their sights on uh, the presidency. Give me a friggin' Nuts break. Nutsly qualified. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely right. Okay. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate I agree. It. I mean, I'd much rather have Warren in a VP, but I'd rather have Warren in the P. Yeah, right. So Brazil has um, three uh, 329. Uh, oh, Brazil has 211 uh, million people. And we have 329. So they do have about two thirds, two thirds of the people. Yeah, and um, and less than what? Um, it was seventeen to three hundred. Less no, than, less seventeen less to four hundred. Eight percent of the guns. Yeah. No, there's nothing like us when it comes to guns. Nothing. I don't know. Hey, what do you think about what is this? How? crazy do you have to be for the, the this vice president pence i don't know what the hell he's doing over there in ireland he's at some event yeah. he has to be <laughs> i didn't read that whole thing i well, tried you don't have to. um but I, I stopped at the place where the woman said you don't have to tell me um you've got the map of ireland all over your face he was tending bar at his no, brother's I don't, his I, cousin's pub no i don't know what you're talking about Okay, what are you talking about? I'm talking about that he's over in Ireland at some thing that he's got to be at, and uh, probably standing in for the, you know, fucking Trump, who, remember, uh, canceled his state uh, trip to Poland because he had to stay here and monitor the, um, the hurricane. And, uh, of course, all he did was golf all weekend. Um, no, Trump is, I mean, what's his name? Pence, Pence is um, is at some something in Ireland, and he is staying while he's there, literally across the country at a Trump-owned resort. <gasps> he's so far away from where he's supposed to be that he has to helicopter back and forth and all this stuff. And you you and me, guys, we're picking up the tab. We're picking up the tab. We're picking up the tab to put all this money in, in Donald the Trump's president. Trump. Isn't that something? I, I mean, I, 
Isn't that something? I I just, well, you know, we're all just sitting here going, why isn't our, why aren't the systems working? Why are we supposed to have to listen to the fact that we've got a an out and out ha 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 you idiots crook sitting there? I know, just taking the taking the taxpayers' money, right? Stealing and us, stuffing blind. it in every available orifice. Well, stealing stealing blind blatantly right in front of us, using his position to line his pockets and his children's pockets. I won't even get in. And how this doesn't, how this doesn't violate, you know, th- th- that clause. The emoluments clause. Yeah. The emoluments clause. I mean, I, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, the Times did a piece uh, over the weekend about uh, his tax uh, cut, the wonderful tax cut, uh, and how there was a little thing tucked in there that was specifically to benefit his friends and family. And it's a tax break for uh, developers who put, uh, who do development in poor areas. Um, And it's a multi-billion dollar tax break that is supposed to help low-income areas. And so far, you know what it's done? Here, I'll tell you some of the people who have gotten this. It's just like free money. Well, of course, I mean, it takes who's got the money to do the development but the people that already have the money. That's right. They're, just because they're putting it in a, in a bad part of town, all that means is that the land cost is cheaper. The initial here's what it is. It allows people to sell stocks or other investments and delay taxes, capital gains taxes, for years and years, as long as they plow the proceeds into projects in federally certified opportunity zones. Any profits from those projects can avoid federal taxation altogether. Let me tell you what some of these projects are. There's a 46-story glass-wrapped apartment tower with a yoga lawn and a pool surrounded by cabanas and daybeds in a Houston neighborhood that is already brimming with new projects aimed at the wealthy. And this developer gets... Scaramucci has a development going under this in New Orleans to build a hotel outfitted with an opulent restaurant and a rooftop pool in the trendy warehouse district. This is just money coming into their pockets. Chris Christie has something going. Uh, Oh, look at this. The family of Jared Kushner has a bunch of stuff going. Huh? What a surprise. It says it is shaping up to be a a once-in-a-generation bonanza for elite investors the rich cashing in cashing in even this as it's put forward as a way to help the poor yeah they're just going to have to move someplace else that's right 
This is all about displacement of the poor and the rich benefit. It is, the stench is overwhelming, is overwhelming. I'm not even going into detail with this thing. The New York Times does. And instead we're freaking out about Trump tweeting, you know. Gee. Well, you know, my solution to that is stop reading the damn thing. Yeah, that's true. Just block them. I, I don't, I don't I need don't, any but, you of know, them you still unless, see them. unless they're in the news, yeah. and then I try not to. Well, they get in the news. That's the problem. Well, I, he, I, he had 122 uh, tweets this weekend while he was supposed to be monitoring the hurricane and couldn't go to Poland. 122 tweets. Taking on Deborah Messing, the actress. The actress, yes. yes. Will and Grace. I mean, this, this is the president. And, and you heard his great comments about the Category 5. A Category 5, I, I something I don't know that I've even heard the term. Right, and there were, there were already three this year, right. I, what, what kind of an idiot is this guy? When it comes to hurricanes, he's he's just, this was not this hurricane, but I want to remind you of one of his golden oldies. This is from Hurricane Florence um, last September. He said, this is one of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. As opposed to from the standpoint of It's the wettest from the standpoint of water. I heard somebody say that all these people... The chosen one. What? The terrorist in chief. Yeah. Let's, 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 Let's call him what he is. He's a domestic terrorist. Yeah. And uh, I think we need to do something about it. Well. He really is. Well. A highly effective one. He's single-handedly destroyed the United States of America. Yeah. Well, stop and think about his, his biography. All he does is destroy. That is what he's remarkable at. And um, destruction. And he ain't done. God knows what will be left standing. You know, we're thinking about the destruction of uh, this hurricane. It's a metaphor for what he's done. Yeah, us. and I sit around and think of all the things that I would like to do to Stephen Miller. Oh. I mean, really. I, 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 Is there a more I, evil person? I mean... I don't understand. I mean, I, I, I put some of it to his youth and who oh, they no, all no. think. No, no. That it's... No, no, but that that's just terrible to all 33-year-old men. Yeah, come on. There's no, he's a, no. He's been an evil son of a bitch probably from birth. He's a, he's a psychopath. I think he's a psychopath, too. And he, he targeted. He's an out-and-out psychopath. He would have been very at home in Hitler's absolutely. cabinet. He would absolutely, Hitler's right-hand man. You can see it. Absolutely. There you see it. Oh, my God. So, anyway, there you have it. And maybe that's the, maybe that's the explanation. They're in. 
okay, well, in that regard, they have backed up a little bit from their uh, uh, the latest un- incredible outrage of deporting. Where they, you mean they decided these to commute the death sentences of all those terminally Ill, Ill kids children? that were invited into the country? Yeah, terminally ill people who are here. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't playing well with the base, huh? Yeah. And Beth writes this. This is a bugaboo for her, but she's right. She's right. Everything you just said uh, about Beto, Bullock, and Abrams not running for their Senate seats proves how weak our DNC is and our DNC chair. A strong DNC head would let them know, run for the Senate seats, and you will have full DNC support. Don't run, and this is your last election. If you had a strong Democratic National well, Committee. Well, you know what? The American Democrats can tell them that right now. Yeah. Just tell them. Just tell them that as a voter on the national stage, you won't be interested if they don't do what they need to do to save the country now. Yeah. You know, and, and I, Beth I mean, also... write them. Let's write them. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to put pen to pencil right when I hang up, and I'm going to send something to Stacy, and I'm going to send something to Beto. Beth does add that many in Georgia believe she did win that governor's race, and proof is slowly coming out about issues with corrupted voting machines. It is beginning to look like she probably won it. This is another Republican steal. Uh, Beth is in uh, Atlanta, I just want to say. All right. That's it, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Susan, for... um, Thank you for reminding me the day of the week. (laughs) I had a feeling I needed to. I get by with a little help from my... Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. And you guys, bye. And I'll see you tomorrow again. Have a good one. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.